Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Grease and Glamour. Um, I'm Aaron. I'm Mark. And I'm Jay Lawrence. What? Jay Lawrence is back in studio back. with us today. <laughs> it took a minus five degree day to get him back in our office, I guess. What a terrible day to come in. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, five degrees below, but the wind, uh, now they're saying it's 20, 30 below out there with the wind chill, so... Good, good, and glad to be back and yeah. here. But I might be staying overnight. I don't know. Exactly, <laughs> we all might. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. If this is your first time listening, um, thanks, welcome. You know, share it to a friend. Check out our podcast um, everywhere where podcasts are available: Stitcher, Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Um, nice. We and, really appreciate it. And now we've been telling everybody as these podcasts go on kind of what our listener base is, and it builds a little bit each time. And we are we are over the thousand listener mark. Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> mark, it, insert sounds. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You're all probably hearing like fireworks go off and stuff. <laughs> he loves doing that. You know, I I um I've, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. It's a lot of fun, and and it. I try to think in my head as to like, what's the purpose of it? Is it can is this really going to be enough entertaining value for cus- for customers for people who are listening, uh, whether they're here locally in Rochester or they're uh, abroad somewhere? I'm not saying if it is. Never mind. No, uh, never mind. <laughs> what was that? No, we're not going to cut that. We <laughs> want to talk about that for a second. <laughs> I've been gone a little bit. <laughs> what just happened there? He just he just rolled. Yeah, he just, he just, like he rolled downhill and he just couldn't <laughs> stop himself. It's true. <laughs> I just rolled I, downhill. I, I watched it happen. <laughs> That's why I had Aaron start the podcast. Well, like Aaron, she should start the podcast. Well, it's been a rough day. The well, cold weather is well. I'm <laughs> short circuiting. Oh, that was. What, that he, was what okay. he's trying to say is we've we've enjoyed watching to see where our listeners are coming from yes and and we're enjoying seeing how this podcast is growing and kind of what directions it's it's going in um thank you aaron mm-hmm. <laughs> hey how was your holidays <laughs> well i'm still on the i got this visual of you just like rolling you're just collecting snow it's just going and going it's never ended. hey listen man i i think the holidays were great um good time good family time you know always um Hallmark Christmas movies. Come on, I know Mama. nobody out there would believe I actually watch them. <laughs> so my favorite. Uh, so we decided after the holidays, you know, that's a, that gets to that time where you start thinking about <clears throat> what kind of vacation you're going to take next, especially when it's you know zero degrees outside. And uh, we decided to take a cruise, and I've never been on a cruise. You've never been on a cruise. I, I am the cruise expert. I've probably been on fifty. Of oh, them. and Aaron's been on a couple. I've cruises. been on a few. Yeah, love them. I do yeah. too. Right. Oh yeah. Well, you know, ever since I booked this cruise, now I'm watching. I've watched the Poseidon Adventure, the original, <laughs> and the remake. I've watched Speed Two, which, by the way, have you ever seen Speed Two? No. With Sandra Bullock, uh, where the cruise ship goes out of control? No, because I watched Speed One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need. <laughs> oh come on, Speed One was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. As the villain, uh, I think was he in? He was I, it, it could be slightly entertaining. However, <laughs> no need for part two. <laughs> so no. Well, um, but I agree. After watching it, I realized there was no need <laughs> yeah. for part where two. Where you? But, but where are you going? 
Well, we're you know we're doing a Miami to Puerto Rico to the St. Martin, St. Thomas. Yep. Okay. Back to NASA Bahamas, but you know my seven day or eight day. It's like yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. it. Nice. It's a seven, eight, seven day nice. and eight night or eight yeah. night and seven day, whatever it is. So. Yeah. So you're gonna have a great time. It's gonna cost you a fortune. Did you see on the news the other day this this kid that jumped off the yes. cruise ship? Okay. He's banned. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's can we talk about that for a second? Because sure. I think I think other people. I always say, just because it's there doesn't mean you should do it, right? Yeah. But every single time, you'll hear it about once every two or three months about somebody, you know, missing from a cruise ship. And mm-hmm. they've, they've fallen overboard and they've died. <laughs> if you've been on a cruise ship, you'll realize very quickly, it's impossible really to fall overboard. You have to yeah. jump. Yeah. Somebody throws you. Yeah. Or you're drunk and you stand on your balcony and then you jump off. I'm king ten, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> ten floors, and expect when you hit the water, it's going to be like hitting a blanket. Right. You're hitting concrete. Yeah. Right. I can't even jump into a pool without doing a belly flop. So <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me. <laughs> but I swear, not, now that we've said this, you, you, you'll watch the news and somebody, oh, they're investigating how somebody fell off the cruise ship. They yeah. didn't. The railings are they're too yeah, high. They're too t- <laughs> I mean, you have to be just like walking along. You can't, yeah, you can't shuffle no. board. But that's, <laughs> what, that's what they make there it seem goes. like. Yeah. So everybody always gets nervous. Like like Marcus talking about, I saw Poseidon, I saw this, and you hear it on the news. Everybody jumps, everybody falls off. No, yeah. they don't. No, well, I'm gonna don't. be a champ if the thing flips over on its side because I, I watched uh, I watched Ernest Borgnine navigate through a upside down <laughs> ship in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch the Titanic tonight. You know, I just want to get in full swing for this thing. Well, I wanna... you'll be all set. <laughs> Um, well, you know, the, the cold weather has, um, that's just what makes you want to go away. And I'll tell you what, in the service department here, the, we are right now here in Rochester, it's the end of January and we are in the middle of a polar vortex. (laughs) And, uh, it's so wait to see if he's going to fall down the hill. It could be, it could happen. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, uh, we, we hit this every year, usually end of January, February. We get like this week or two weeks where the, the temperature gets really, really cold, and it wreaks havoc on cars. It really, really does. Electronics don't work right. I synced up my Bluetooth this morning in the car, and you watch the screen. Like, you know when your phone is really cold and everything's slow to move mm-hmm. and the screen is a little pixelate? Like the screen in the car wasn't wasn't switching. Yeah, it's taken. Everything slowed down. Everything, Everything slowed is, down. I mean, even in the house, yep. it was hard. I had it, we have it set at sixty six. Yep. I was trying to get it up to sixty eight. It wouldn't go. I could get it to sixty seven. It's that cold out. Yeah. That even furnaces and intakes and stuff. I can yeah. I can only imagine on cars. Well, uh, a big thing with today's cars are the. <clears throat> positive crankcase ventilation system so they call it pcv for short not pvc like you would have in a house mm-hmm. but pcv positive crankcase ventilation and that is a an apparatus that's on most cars that um it releases pressure from the engine that gets built up by the engine running now what happens is over time moisture will build up in these pcv systems and if you're in a fair weather area or, or warmer climate, it's not really a big issue because it's just moisture. It's just water. Here, that water turns to what? Ice. Ice. 
<laughs> and when that turns to ice, it plugs it up. And imagine like a, a clogged artery in a person. The PCV clogs up with ice uh, from this moisture, and then there's no way for the pressure in the engine to escape. Now, I'm sure there's a much more scientific uh, and technical explanation for a PCV system, but that's kind of the layman's uh, description. And what we wind up having is people calling up and they'll say, I've got a massive oil leak <laughs> or I've got an engine light on and my car's running poorly. They'll bring the car in and the massive oil leak will be because the pressure builds up so much inside the engine blows that it, right it blows any seals that are um, weak, the weakest links, so to speak, it pushes those seals wow. out and then oil mm -hmm. leaks out. So it is not unheard of for a car to need a complete reseal because of a plugged PCV system. And um, and the, the problem with them is that you, it's not something you vis visually can see. So you were constantly checking customers' cars to make sure their PCV systems are updated or if they're old, give them the opportunity to potentially Update replace new. them. Mm -hmm. But we can't necessarily say if they're bad or not or if they're partially plugged or not there's not a way of knowing unless an engine light comes on. So this is a big problem this time of year. So we are like on high alert with every car that comes in the shop. We make sure we try to check their PCV system. Some of them you can actually blow air through, but some are more sealed and you can't do that with. But What about batteries? Same same thing, just even, even <clears throat> yep. new batteries could... Can go, yep. Go. Uh, yeah. Cells can freeze in a battery. You know, some some batteries are serviceable, what they call serviceable batteries, where you actually can fill them up with distilled water, the little cells. But if there's not enough water in them or, or, or whatever, they can freeze. So batteries go. I actually think we see more PCV problems than we do really? battery problems. Um, but we, we see it all. I mean, the cold weather. Fuel lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuel lines I, freeze. I read that today and yeah. I was like, I've lived here, you know, for a very long period of time. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Like, well, even ice that just builds. People will call up uh, even when the roads are dry, and they'll say they have a bad vibration, like as if a, a wheel's out of balance or if a wheel's going to fall off. And it's snow and ice that gets, m like, l like melted in. Not, well, not melted in, but latched into the wheels. Frozen in. Frozen in. Thank you. <laughs> oh I saw God. him going down again. <laughs> I thought I'd reach out with that hand. Well, everybody's just gonna know this has just been a it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week here for Mark. That's so, I got my coffee and we're good. It's all good. Listen, we're back together. The band got back I together. Know. Yep. To me, that's you know, hey, it's worth the cold. But yeah, no, it's ice and snow. It is packed. That stuff because yeah. especially in the roads, like you're driving here, there some of them will look pretty good. But you gotta when you're down at zero or minus five degrees. Salt doesn't really do much on the roads. No, anyways. and they may look fine too, but oh. you just have to, yeah, really be careful. Yeah. By the way, uh, a quick, quick tip. Well, this is a quick tip segment here on Grease and Glamour. If you get salt in your carpet of your car, which inevitably, if you live in Rochester, yep, you are going happen. to have that. Uh, the best way to get it out is not carpet cleaner. It's not any of those things. It is hot, hot water. And a bristle brush, and the hot water will melt the salt. Mm. 
Mm. And that's really the only way to get it off because you'll use carpet cleaner and it'll look like it comes off. And 20 minutes later when it dries, that white line will be Still back be again. There. Or so hot, hot water. You can bring it here. Or you can yes, bring it in can. and get a detail. And you have a detail, yeah. which we have is a, what I do. Yes. <laughs> as I was looking at my leather seats, looking at them going, those are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, we have a Somebody's wonderful detail department yeah. here at, at Universal Imports of Rochester, which, by the way, folks, uh, Grease and Glamour is a product of the Universal Imports of Rochester family. Uh, we are a, a family-owned independent car dealer here in Rochester, New York. We uh, sell and service uh, primarily import cars, but we, we really do all different types of cars from domestic to imports. And um, we specialize in Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Volkswagen, Volvo, Jaguar, Land Rover, but we also do a lot of the Japanese imports as well. Um, feel free to call, uh, email me, mark uh, at universalimports.com or Aaron at ekane at universalimports.com if you have any questions. And Aaron, did we? We actually we got a, a comment from a listener actually about tires. Don't sound so surprised. You got. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy about you it. Make we got it a sound comment. Like, oh, s- through the 300 comments, <laughs> we, we can only get to one. We only got to one. <laughs> we've we've gotten a couple. We've gotten you know one comment saying praise about our our movie discussions. Yep. Another comment was just a question on on tires. Yeah. Um, you know what whether whether we can whether you can put used tires on a vehicle and whether you can just put one on a vehicle or or not okay uh i'll take it uh so good i could take it i'm not sure it's gonna take it where you want it to go <laughs> jay how would you answer that question um how i would answer it is i guess you know used tires are they talking about putting you know all weather snow snow winter tires i mean i guess if 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 you know where they came from and you in in a shop has looked and seen that they're good tires and good for the car probably okay it, but one no i think you got to have at least two you're going to have a real imbalance in well you're in actually car. you're you're pretty right on uh basically the optimal way to replace your tires is to replace all four but it's easier said than done it's expensive and you don't always need the other three. Mm-hmm. So I uh, so if you have someone or, or or a situation where say you have a blowout on one tire and you have three others that are relatively good, here's the things you need to consider. First of all, if the car is all-wheel drive, that's slightly more problematic than if it's a two or you know a front or a rear-wheel drive car. Secondly, if you are going to just get a used tire to put on one side, you want to make sure that at least from a tread depth standpoint, it's pretty similar. You know, you don't want to have three tires that are almost worn out and then you put one yeah. almost brand new used tire on. It you know, it can seem like a minute issue, but it actually can it can really tax the the transmission, the transfer case, the differential because you have a different outside diameter on one side of an axle and that can you're stressing things mm-hmm. yeah i you know and the other thing i'll say is uh, i mean i mean obviously finances are always a, a thing when people are always looking you know you go to a reputable place um they'll be able to put you into a decent tire and it's not going to really it, it it for me personally i'm probably not going with used tires i'm right. going with mm-hmm. i'm going right off the yep the shelf and at minimum i'm doing two at minimum yeah. only because for me it's been balance 
yeah. trying to keep everything. Yeah, I mean, as equal a, there's a lot of reasons to to at least do two, and it's one is just keeping track of when things go. I mean, I think replacing one tire is in a, in an extreme situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone needs one because they're on the road, they need to get somewhere. <laughs> it's probably okay, but you want to look out for things like um, just making sure the tread pattern is similar. Um, Rotating, I think that's one of the keys to not having to do that is to constantly oh, with rotating. your shop is yeah. keeping them rotated the right the, way the best public service announcement i could make right here on this podcast now without rolling down any hills <laughs> is do a four-wheel alignment once a year minimum rotate your tires twice a year minimum it means it it really can affect the life of your tires it can double it it can tr- potentially triple it you could go. You could put four brand new tires on your car today, Jay. Yeah, let's hope that's and, not the case. And not do an alignment. And six months from now, you could say my tires are noisy. Why is it wearing on the outside? Blah blah blah. And you, you you're go. ready for tires yeah. again. Um, preventative, man. It's preventative. Always. Yep. It, I mean, I learned that a long time ago. That was. You're always like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. But listen. You're going to spend it somewhere, and it's probably going to be more on this end. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. (laughs) You didn't roll down the hill on that one. That was pretty good. I'm proud of you. So so speaking of of tires and going back to the cold and talking about that, so one light that will seem to come on during the cold weather is your tire pressure light. And I was reading an article, and this is really – it was kind of surprising, but it really – didn't surprise me too, but the article said that just 51% of survey dryer drivers who are millennials or Gen X or no, sorry, Gen Z's, I guess. Yeah. Gen Z is uh, what yeah, comes it's after millennials. I don't even know anymore. We got names <laughs> for all of us. Yeah. So they, they couldn't identify the low tire pressure warning on your car. Oh. And that just shocks me, but I'm I, but I'm not surprised. Listen, I guess you know. They look at a phone. You could tell they, an emoji. They, they want to dial a phone. Yeah. yeah, they know emojis. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there was a there was a. They'll there know was what a meme. poop emoji is if it's not. There. Yeah, there, there was exactly. a meme on Facebook of uh, of you know a husband calling his wife or vice versa, and it had on the dash it had a f- uh, minus four. Or right minus four as a temperature yeah. and. They call up the other one and say, what does it, I've got a light on my car. It looks like someone sitting down on a toilet. Because if you look at the four with the minus, it looks like someone sitting down on a toilet. <laughs> We're in trouble. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and I'm part of that millennial generation, but I mean, that just surprises I, well, I, I get it. I mean, there's lots of symbols on a car. Yeah. Well, by the way, that is another, when, when you have, when you have a lot of this hot and, uh, you know, not, I won't say hot. We don't use the word hot <laughs> in Rochester until Lukewarm. like middle of July. I lived in Central Florida. It's never hot here in Rochester. Yeah, it's yeah. not even. So when you go from uh, you know lukewarm Luke- to ice cold and back to lukewarm, what happens is the you know the air in your tires is expanding and contracting, and so therefore these these tire pressure monitor lights are super sensitive. Your tire only has to be down by like two pounds per square inch for a light to come on. Um, which by the way, it's really annoying. It's, it's, it's a pain people call and, and, you know, some people I'm still, I'm kind of amazed. Some people are still super stressed about it. They're like, my tire pressure lights on, you know, I got to get in there right now. I mean, it's a good idea to get it handled. It's not something that you can't drive the car with. 
you know, but. But um, one of the things I noticed um, is when it is so cold and that tire light comes on and you decide to stop at your local gas station, they never work. They never do. And they don't because of the temperature. Yeah. So it's kind of that you're, you really, so in the worst time that you really need yeah. that air, like you go, it's uh, out of order. Well, I will yeah. tell you something that we, you know, um, we're always trying to find innovative ways to make things easier for people to do things better. We actually invested years ago in a nitrogen tire machine. We have one here. I remember I spent ten, twelve thousand $12,000 on it and it still works and we still use it. And uh, what it is designed to do is it actually has a membrane in there. And when we put the air in people's tires, it's withholding, it's filtering out the oxygen molecules and only putting in nitrogen molecules. Now, in the air we breathe, there's, uh, I, yeah, I forget the percentage. I actually have a nitrogen uh, uh, podcast, I, uh, YouTube channel video that I did years ago about nitrogen tire um, inflation. But uh, anyway, the uh, the nitrogen molecules are bigger than the oxygen molecules, and they don't expand and contract the same way, and they also don't put the moisture into the tire, which would eliminate corrosion of the wheel and breakdown of the rubber and all of that stuff. Um, so is that an extra service that you that you offer? Or? It's an extra service we offer. It's a it's a bit cumbersome to do on every car, and it didn't quite take off mainstream like, you know. You, sometimes you're betting on the wrong horse, uh, and when when the I bought that my machine, <laughs> uh, that was going to be the rage. That was going to be the new thing in the auto industry. It never really took off, so I still have it, and we still use it for different things. Um, I will be asking for it. Yeah, <laughs> and we still have a number of customers that want it, and fortunately, we have That's it awesome. to be able to give to them. So, um, and it's a free charge. So. It's so is, is that make sense? A free charge? It's a free service. Service, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't you didn't really I didn't I see you roll in that time. <laughs> I did see a stumble a little, but that's okay. People I, are gonna think we're here drinking beer while we're doing this. We're <laughs> drinking coffee. At least I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get any of the fruity soda today. What, what was that brand? What was that? Oh, the I don't remember. In the fridge. Yeah. No, that was not it. it no, was it was a, like it was a sparkling water. I it think, was like wasn't a sparkling, it? you know, yeah. papaya flavored water. <laughs> Jay, Fresca. would you would you like that? <laughs> tab? No, I don't think I want tab. Thanks. <laughs> Crystal yeah. light. I just want you to know, Mark did you'll get the coffee, but uh Aaron and I sat here and we got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, when we put this podcast together for today, it kind of came together a little bit fast, and we were thinking about different things to talk about, and we knew we had just enough. We had uh, enough uh, to just kind of regroup and and talk again since we haven't been together in a while. Um, but last week, Aaron and I were at an auto auction, and and Aaron and I were <coughs> um, we're doing some research. We'll call it research and development on electric cars mm-hmm. um so we've we service a fair number of electric cars now uh it's 2019 we we've seen them in our collision center we've seen them here in our service department and now we're even selling them and uh and it's a it's a little bit of an and i wouldn't say a little bit it's a lot of bit of an unknown mm-hmm. for everybody uh even the experts <laughs> It's kind of like vaping. We don't know how good or bad it really is going to be for you. Well, I'm pretty sure I can tell you that that is not good, but that's okay. 
But um, first of all, you know, I, I will say that the electric cars that I've uh, been looking into, some of the BMW stuff, the Tesla stuff, it's awesome. They're they're really awesome cars. They're they're well built car cars. Teslas are very well built machines. The question is, is from an infrastructure standpoint, uh, from people's mindset standpoint, the fact that now you're going to be in a vehicle that after 240 or 250 miles, you're not just pulling into a gas station and taking less than five minutes to fill up. You have to consciously be finding a charging station and be ready to hang out for 45 minutes or an hour to get enough charge to get to your next point. Mm -hmm. That that's the stumbling block here. That's the that's where I see the problem is. The other problem is is that even the manufacturers that make these cars, whether it's Tesla, BMW, Nissan, I mean there's a, uh, a Chevy has some Toyota, whoever. Right, yeah. Toyota, um the the ability to repair these vehicles, the diagnostic tools, the storage of the batteries, um, the manufacturing of the batteries. I mean, all of these things are kind of still getting hammered out. Uh, on one hand, I like that they just, I, I kind of feel like they just, they jumped into the pool. They jumped into the deep end and said, we're just going to go for this and we'll figure it all out as it happens. And I kind of think that that's what this part of the auto industry is doing. They're like, you know what, we're not going to spend 20 years building the infrastructure and then rolling out the car. We're just going to mm -hmm. roll out the car and we're going to, kind of go with the flow and correct things as we do it so it's scary it is a it is a scary time but it's also an exciting time i think that we are living you know in one of these historical times where the big inventions are are coming to light yeah I, i've got a couple friends who live in california and they've got teslas and, and it's easy there for them right mm-hmm charging stations all over right yep. you shift to here again my my whole point is you know range yep how far can i get in charging times and you know especially in this area so if i had one and i'm not at my house where, where am i getting that charged exactly and you have to you have to calculate your trip too i mean if you're going into a rural area obviously you're gonna have to think about it ahead of time more than like if you're going into yeah. New York City or you know bigger cities, well, they like that. I mean they have they need to have more charging stations and build that up. Right up in, in upstate New York, they've got a different issue. They have another issue to deal with, and that is one of a, a legal issue with the state of New York. And this is a big you know I don't know a lot about it. I'm not an expert on it. I, I've I only know kind of what I've read. So don't take this uh, you know at full face value because I could be a little bit off here. But basically. In New York, years and years ago, a law was passed that said that you could only sell brand new cars if you are a franchised new car dealer. Tesla's dealerships are not franchised. They're owned by Tesla. It's the only car company that I know of that, that has that business model. I don't think that they're willing to change that business model. And New York and the dealer associations are strongly against them being able to have dealerships when all these other dealerships have to, you know, they have to live by this law. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't Tesla? 
and that's where the there's this there's this kind of big struggle, big fight. There's two sides of it, you know. Tesla wants to get in this market. A lot of people want to see Tesla in this market, but there's also a lot of people, and I'm not saying they're wrong for saying, "Listen, this is the this is the way it is." And so I think a law has to actually get changed in order for you to see an actual Tesla dealership uh, here in Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, Albany. They do have a couple downstate, um, which, by the way, isn't it kind of funny that we call uh, that area like uh, Westchester County? We call it downstate, but if you live in New York, they call it upstate. Upstate. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole thing if you're listening from that area. We are truly upstate. We are upstate, yeah. (laughs) If you're looking out our windows right now, you're going, Our thermometers can prove that. Our thermometers can prove it, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, hey, listen, I, I, I think there's, you know, technology is it helps out and there's lots of things for and against and is you know is electric uh, as clean for nature and stuff i go listen i just sooner or later this is all going to happen mm-hmm. i just think it's going to take so long you know because uh, you have to think about just the infrastructure how that all works weather range they got to fix there's so many of these issues you've got to really fix and then you got to get to the so that's not even talking about the cost and right. then you got to talk about the 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 everyday person and is not going to be able to afford a fifty seven thousand dollar car. True, and they're they're making these you know models, and obviously in years to come the price will go down on some of these. But it is it is a big price, especially like Teslas now for people. I mean, you know, it is still well, a high. I, price I remember for- telling people when when the Prius came out. And when the hybrid came out, I'd had this conversation with people saying that the hybrid cars cost, you know, exponentially more than a conventional gas model car. And so you're going to pay that much more to have a hybrid so you can save, you know, $500 a year, which they didn't save that much, but let's say half of that, right. $300 a year in fuel savings by having a hybrid but you're paying ten thousand dollars more for the car because it's a hybrid and so i mean this is different because you have no gas anymore and and hybrids were usually just electric when you're going like under five or ten miles an hour um and then there were other hybrids that came out by the way which were the opposite they were the reverse they were primarily electric car with a a gasoline backup Mm -hmm. And now that's now you've got all electric. What I found intimidating when I was in a I was in a Tesla last week, one that we were uh, purchasing, and uh, I'm <laughs> the battery light. It's almost like the battery light on your phone that says you've got you know ten miles left until empty. I had no idea where the closest charging station is going to be. And yes, I could plug it into a wall, but if you're plugging it into a regular, you know, regular standard outlet, outlet, it's 52 hours. 52 hours until you have a full charge. So I'm not going anywhere <laughs> fast that yeah. way. So what do I do? Plug it into a wall for an hour or two and then hope that that gets me a couple miles more to get me to a charging station. It's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that should necessarily, you know, that should say electric cars aren't the way to go. Um, I actually think there's some super cool things in the Teslas that are awesome. Whether Tesla, and here's the other thing, whether Tesla is going to be 
they they've already established themselves i think as the the pioneer company for electric cars mm-hmm. i mean they may not have been the first ones to have it in fact i don't think they were but they're the first ones to really produce these things and have them out there and if you think of electric car you think of the name tesla mm-hmm. whether or not they are going to be the one you know the company that so it all depends on their CEO, I think. Yeah, I mean, their well, patents are available, so somebody could potentially make a better version the, of The problem Tesla, is, but... is that other car companies, once they fire off their electric cars, they already have these huge production plants and ways to mass-produce vehicles that Tesla is still working on getting Some, done. Sometimes mm-hmm. it really is great to be number two. Yeah, that's right. You know, so you know, sometimes it's sitting back at that number two position, watching somebody else come in do all this stuff. You go, oh, this is how we're going to do it even better. Yep. And, and there you go. The other thing I was reading, and I just happened to read it today, is that China has been really big, obviously, on um, buying electric cars and using them. They're now switching a lot of their focus to hydrogen. I know absolutely nothing about. Hydrogen. Oh. I thought that was really interesting. The um, only thing I think of when you say a hydrogen-powered car, I just think of if you get into a fender bender with that, you explode. <laughs> like driving a Pinto yeah. in the 1970s. The Pinto. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what it – but I'd have to do a little more research on it to find out. Um, if any of you out there are listening, you know more about what's going on with the hydrogen. I do know that there's one place in all of Canada that you can actually fill up. Oh, so I've, so let's just hope just that. They, what's the range on a hydrogen car? Uh, they were saying about uh, right now. Toyota has a hydrogen car, and it's fifty-seven thousand um, dollars. But the Hyundai Nexo is what they have: three hundred and seventy-three miles on a tank of. Okay, three hundred seventy-three miles. Yeah, see, and I would feel better at the. There's only one. Yeah. There's only one in Canada. Fill-up station it, it's in, in Canada. Vancouver. Yeah, they it's got in Vancouver. It. It's in Honey, Vancouver. I'll be back in four days. I gotta go <laughs> yeah. fill up the car. No, no, I'm not sure. There's not. There could be some in the states. I don't know. This is just what I read. Um, it's interesting to me. Um, I kind of, to me, if it's as cl- if it's clean, and it's easier, I kind of like that because I like. 375 miles to figure out what I got to do. Yeah, and I, I was kind of reading Not a about battery it. sign that says, because we all have technology. It never exactly. works right. So, <laughs> And I was reading about it beforehand, too. And um, obviously, the it's better for the environment, the fossil fuels and everything like that. And if you think about it, so GM is actually researching a fuel cell pickup truck. So if you were to think about, if you were to do a hydrogen pickup truck, I mean, that would potentially you know, want people to, to buy more pickup trucks because pickup trucks are terrible for the environment with the diesel and everything like yeah. that. So, hey, you know, I, I think all this too really comes on the, the price of gas. Oh yeah. We see how that is, you know, we, we shifted everybody went to electric and smaller cars let's where not, the price of gas is so let's high. Let's not forget that, you know, like any industry, some of this stuff could even be much further along if it wasn't for the fact that there's other groups that have interests in things like fossil fuels and stuff like that. Because if you got big oil mm-hmm. lobbying to try and keep the electric car thing down, um, I, I, I something cool. So aside from the practicality of an electric, electric car, which I think if I had to guess, that's the way it's going. Okay, I think if we're still doing this podcast 10 years from now, we're going to be talking about yeah. every car. We're all going to be driving electric cars, and we're going to be talking about it, and we might be 
saying, I wish I, I miss my gasoline car <laughs> or we'll say, oh, my God, I'm so glad that we're not gassing up anymore. Who knows? But yeah. uh, I think it's the way it's going. I think Teslas are, are pretty cool cars. I haven't been any in any of the other electric cars, uh, so it's hard for me to say. BMW i8s are insane. They look so great. The BMW i3, not so much. I don't like the design already there. <laughs> it's a it's an odd looking little <laughs> machine. So so I'm surprised. So there's Teslas on the used market already. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're quite a few in fact. Quite a few um and I was in a uh, a P85D. So the P is their performance model, the 85 is the kilowatt hours. Uh the brand new Teslas are at 100 kilowatt hours. And this P85, Performance 85, and the D always signifies that it's all-wheel drive, which I have to tell you, that's pretty cool in itself that these electric cars are all-wheel drive. They actually have two different electric motors, one that runs the front wheels and one that runs the back wheels. I mean, it's the technology is very cool. Um, in the P85D and in, in the Performance model cars, there is a button. It's not actually, I, let me rephrase it, it's not a button. There is there's only two buttons in the car that I could count aside from the window switch. Everything else is on one big huge like iPad looking thing in the center. And in the iPad interface, there's a you go to the car setting and there's a button that says there's a little um hot link or whatever that says insane. And you push insane and the first thing it'll say to you is that uh, a warning thing will come up and say, if you're going to use insane mode, please be aware that this is going to take quite a bit of energy to, you know, and, it, and so it's going to draw some of your battery power down. So then you have to click through that and say, okay, I'm aware, click. And then it says, do you want to call your mommy? And then you have to say no. <laughs> and then it'll let you proceed. And the insane mode will just, it'll launch you like you're on a roller coaster. Um, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. Now, I think in the first versions of the Tesla, it was called Ludicrous, and then they changed it to Insane, mm -hmm. I think. but I don't know. You know, and I think about Mark talking about that. I still talk, still think about him like, you know, and at one of our podcasts, we talked about how he got in trouble at the gas station. And <laughs> I just imagine him in that, like even on the Autobahn and getting in trouble. And I don't know. There's just something in about In that case, him. I would have pushed, yes, I do want to call my mommy. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know that, you know. There's no good coming from anything in a car that says, hey, do you, do you want to do this? That's all I'm saying. Like, the car might be great. I'm just thinking that might not be the great thing to have. I, I, I don't know. Dangerous, for sure. Listen, come come drive up here today, and I'll show you danger. Uh, uh, you know, know. Uh, <laughs> Porsche 911s have with the PDK transmissions. You know, Porsche 911s used to only be manual transmission. Then they made them with automatic transmissions and initially most purists would be like what an automatic transmission porsche 911 what's the point so then porsche said well we want to have an automatic transmission because fewer and fewer people especially in north america drive stick mm -hmm. so we want to make sure we aren't leaving those people out they can still enjoy a porsche 911 with an automatic transmission well they designed a uh uh a system sim similar to what Tesla has with the insane mode. And you can l launch uh, the car. You know, there's a, you have to have your foot on the brake. You have to put your accelerator down to, to X RPMs. You have to let up and... 
boom, it takes you off like a lightning shot. I'd like to try it, though. It's, I gotta, it's, it's, it's pretty though, cool. Even though I say we shouldn't have it. <laughs> We should have it's it. It's kind of But fun. we want to just try it. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll hide it and don't let anybody know where it is. But yeah, I think you want to. Hey, listen, I'm I'm all for it, you know. Um bring the cost down, make it easy for, for me to get around and uh listen, technology grows every year. We we see it even mm-hmm. in gas powered cars, you know. Um yep. so if we're getting to the next level, let's let's yeah, go. It's just I, I think like I said, we're living in a time where all this stuff is new. So um it there's gonna be a lot of uh trial and error mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of a learning curve a lot of a learning curve. somebody will come out as the winner yep. it always happens yep beta and beta beta max <laughs> and vhs beta which wait let's, so now let's talk about that now so so now it was you know then it went to dvd then it's blu-ray now it's like you forgot about laser disc yeah laser disc but th- now it's 4k yeah so let's just talk about that i'm not switching out my whole blu-ray stuff for 4k i'm i'm just saying it but it'll happen. I'll have to somewhere. Yeah, but everything comes around, right? So we we went from we went from vinyl to eight track to cassette tape mm-hmm. to DVD to, to CD, CD rather, and then now to you know digital MP3s yeah. and digital music. Now everybody's going back to vinyl. Vinyl is a huge. There's a huge market for vinyl again. Yep. <clears throat> I went to Record Archive last week and just looked at vinyl. I just figure I'm just going to stay safe and just not get a 4K TV. Then it doesn't matter, and my Blu-rays will be just fine. <laughs> that laser disc will work great. That laser disc, that VHS. Listen, there's a lot of times I think about all the VHS movies we got still in the tub. Boy, we should watch those. See, I'm thinking that's never going to happen. I've kind of become know. a 4K snob. Like if I'm watching, if I'm on, uh, I think on Netflix they have they have a, a section of just ultra 4K. Um, oh programming and if you're in like amazon and you rent a movie it says you know a lot of them it gives you the choice you can rent this in sd or an hd and who would ever rent this thing in sd because <laughs> sd i look at these videos i'm going this is how we watched movies in the 80s it's like blurry like you can hardly see what's going on <laughs> no it's not true mark <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. Listen, it depends on what movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, the so, Poseidon so, Adventure so was the Poseidon not Adventure, very clear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what you're watching. Yeah. It is. Um, when you're watching like The Equalizer 2, okay, yeah. which is a- Is that a good movie? Equal, Equalizer 1 was pretty good. It was great. Um, that was a standard def that I watched. Been, didn't. There's not a lot of effects in it. Mm-hmm. 4K is great if everything is 4K. Um, so- Movies, you know, visually right. exciting, like right. like Black Panther and those, you know, any type of the Marvel movies yeah. and stuff. Yep. That's fantastic. One of the best Marvel movies, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Watched it again the other Potentially night. Potentially the best. I just think that, um, again, it's a marketing tool. It's a sales tool because it costs more for the 4K and they want you to buy the 4K TVs. At some point, yeah. But you know what? My Blu-ray player still actually does play DVDs. And I still watch just regular DVDs <laughs> because... I married an axe murderer, and DVD is still just. I'm not. I'm not spending, you know, twenty eight dollars to buy the 4K version. Let's talk about uh, movie prices. Holy moly! The four of us went to the movies last weekend. Sixty dollars. 
Yeah. Before popcorn and drinks. We go back and forth like, what do you really want to see this? Like, can you wait like a month until it comes out? They got five dollar Tuesdays now, but yeah. Tuesdays are a very inconvenient yeah. night for me to go watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was over thirty two dollars for. Uh, me and my youngest son last time he was home to go to go to the movie and see it wow. with glasses and I'm like wow this was a good movie well this it is, was actually the new Halloween this movie, is everything so. oh, okay. this is everything switches but, now like uh, I remember um, going to see this is why sometimes advancement isn't always better right it, it's great like I could go on Spotify I could listen to any song I want and the artist isn't getting paid nearly what they used to when you went to the store and had to buy the the CD or the tape or the mm -hmm. record or whatever. But when that artist comes on tour, they charge you 300 to $400 to go see him. Exactly. Whereas I remember standing in line at Record um, record Theater in Eastview Mall and every concert, I went to every single show that came to the Rochester War Memorial. $15. 15 bucks general admission. Fifteen bucks would get me to the front row if I got there early enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the world we live no. in. No. Listen, even tribute bands and Mark, you and I know we've been to. Yeah. You know these are not actually the band, but the tribute band, and you go and the tickets are eighty bucks. Yeah. No, how about the real band? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brit Floyd. Uh, Brit Floyd. Eighty bucks. Great show, by Great the show. way, but yeah. it isn't Pink Floyd, <laughs> and you're still dumping a couple hundred bucks. Oh, easy. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah. So it's not always better. I almost wish I would just have to go out and buy my DVD and pay my $30 to go see him in concert and have yeah. everything kind of even keel. But this I is... still wish they had Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, right. I've said it before. It's about the experience of going in and looking for a movie. Well, and but if you really, grabbing... really think back, think back to Blockbuster days. And, yes, I understand. It was almost part of the whole Friday family night thing. Got in the car, drove to Blockbuster, mm -hmm. everybody walked around, picked their thing, get their raisinettes or whatever, and we'd go home and watch the movie. Except I can't tell you how many nights we walked around Blockbuster for an hour going, I don't want to see that. No, I don't want to see that. Oh, or see, what you, you wanted to see was not. all gone. Yeah. And, and you're like, new. Oh. Yeah, see, I, don't, I didn't have that experience. Really? I was always able to find something. Oh. And it was, and that's the, and it's the way. Well, that's because you're a sci-fi guy, so yeah, but it's not, not everybody else wanted to watch uh, Star Trek. No, no, but the kids, the fifth generation. <laughs> no, but or the kids, they would get everything they'd want. They would find stuff. The thing that was great about Blockbuster was that even if you didn't have a movie there, underneath that one, they'd say more like, and then then you could look at it and you could actually see it, pick it up, look at it, read the back. The problem with online movies is you don't know what you're seeing. So when I go to my Netflix. It's only ne shown me. Netflix the, doesn't it's, have preview. They don't. No, uh, it's, it's showing me what they think I want to see. Yep. No, no. And if I really want to find another movie, I have to search, search, right. search. Yep. That's the thing about Blockbuster. You go in and look and go, oh, they didn't have that? Oh, great. But, oh, there's another Steven yeah. Seagal movie. I, I'll take that one right there. I, I did like the whole going to Blockbuster and and The like smell of popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen. In Depending yeah. on what you you know, if you had a blue card, I happen to have the gold card, which is great. <laughs> I mean, I think we paid like four dollars for everything for a whole month. That was oh, about wow. it. Yeah, wonderful thing. <laughs> but every movie I rented cost me like twenty bucks because I forget to return it. And, yeah. <laughs> and I remember when Netflix came out, and it was a subscription service where they they sent the DVDs to you in and the you mail. Send them back. And you yeah. send them back, and and I remember they still have that. They do. Yeah, a lot of times you look for stuff. Oh no, that's only available on the DVD. And you got to pay extra for it. Yep. Oh. Yep. It's all the. It's called something different. 
I just remember telling my wife when when Netflix came out, I'm like, ah, this thing will never work. Uh, I said said that about the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why. Uh, This thing will never work. Yeah, that's why you should never. So don't listen to Jay when it comes to electric cars either. Don't listen to me about anything. I'm absolutely clueless. I am a clueless Jeffy. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, I didn't think Lion well, King would I be will, a big movie I will, uh, <laughs> we'll close the electric car discussion by saying I, for one, am extremely excited about it, a bit skeptical, uh, a bit concerned and worried because it's an unknown, but I'm excited to be a part of something that we just don't know where it's going to go. I'm excited I, I, to have one as a loner the next time. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> We'll make sure you have 10 miles left on a charge. <laughs> Won't get you very far. But please bring the car back fully charged yes. <laughs> six days later. Let's talk about that for a second. Does anybody actually ever bring a car back fully gassed up? Uh, or, or, or they get it just as close as they can to to full and now yeah, it's good You know, enough. we're we're not super picky about it, um, but... I think for the most part, people are pretty good about bringing the car. It's not like we're, we're enterprise where it's like you have yeah. to bring it back full or you're going to get charged. Right. We're not like that at all. We're not like that, no. <laughs> but um, I think people for the most part are pretty good about it. Yeah. In fact, I, I've, there's been a couple of times where the cars have come back with more gas yeah. in them than they went out. <laughs> yeah. And we appreciate that. Yes. Um, Give and take relationship. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got any news for us, Aaron? don't today we have no news we have no news listen the news is if we just right now look what happened the past few days up here in rochester that's the news look at this weather look at the cold okay i'll I'll give you i'll give you some news i it's you know let's see how i don't know how accurate it is but (laughs) i'm just thinking he's gonna go down the hill again (laughs) no i'm not going down the hill okay (laughs) oh I feel like the meatball rolling that off the, the bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> Michael, but but <laughs> <was> short circuit. <laughs> and listen, if you're if you're listening through this and you were here in the beginning, and Mark took a tumble, um, it, it was it, you really didn't get the full effect because you weren't able to see his <laughs> face <laughs> as it was yeah, happening. Well, actually, and you were like, I was like. From my perspective, I just saw Aaron looking at me like, "Is he having a stroke?" It's exactly what I was looking at me like, like with a smile, like I'm just gonna let this ride out. I got. Well, no, someone please just jump in and save me. I I wanted to see how far you'd go because it was just, it was, it just amazed me. It amused me. I was, uh, it was making me smile, and I just wanted to see. I mean. I, I didn't think you were in any real danger, so I figured let's let it roll and uh, just make sure I don't swallow my. Tongue. I just can't wait to go back and listen to it again. because oh. yeah, that was that was uh, glorious. Jay doesn't want me to edit it out. So. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, so listen, if he's editing this out, you'll know he that might. There was he might. Happened. There was something there, and you should have it. You should I, you I should write in and say I we want it back. I won't edit it out. No. It was fun. I'll keep it in. Um, in Buffalo. They are opening a German Hofbra house. Now, do you guys know what the Hofbra house is? Have you ever heard of it? Oh, no. Mm, uh, no. Okay. So the Hofbra house is a very famous restaurant in Munich, Germany. Okay. I just think about the great food, the great beer. So what does it do? Is it atmosphere. different than a regular restaurant? So it has like... um. The, the top level of the Hofbra House is more of a fancier, not fancy, but a sit-down <clears throat> restaurant. The bottom is like a big beer garden. 
and they have a oompa band there. And it's like going to an, an Oktoberfest, only indoors all the time. Yeah, I've never been. So in uh, so they they built one as German in, as they come, and I've never been. They they built one in Las Vegas, uh, about I don't know maybe twenty years ago, and it's a replica of the one in Munich, and it's a franchise of the one in Munich. So all the stuff in there that they sell the mugs and everything with the Hofbrauhaus logo. So I mean it's like being at the real Hofbrauhaus. Mm-hmm. Even the food is very authentic, very good, and they've since built a few more in in various cities in the country and around the world and now they're building one in buffalo and it's almost done it's actually going to be open this spring i believe and you can even buy a locker to put your beer mugs in so when you go there you can get your beer mugs out to, I, I for one, am very excited about it because I love that kind of stuff. I just, I love German food. I love the atmosphere. Um, huh. It makes me think of, you know, my family that's still in Germany and we go over there. It's, it'll only be an hour away in Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. I'm German. I'm thinking, mm, I don't want a locker. <laughs> that's what I think of a locker. Only, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, and it's Buffalo. Like, it's still... 60 miles away. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take it, a locker because it's in Buffalo. You're gonna, but if it know, were in Rochester, it, I'd probably have a locker yeah. just to say I've got a locker. Or we can open house. up a Universal Imports in Buffalo. We could. Yep. Yep. So Aaron will have to stay here in Rochester, and I'll go to Buffalo. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Aaron, you're in charge. Cause, cause the they location also have, will be right next they to They also that. have Ted's <laughs> Hot Dogs in Buffalo, which they don't have here. Oh, fantastic. Love Ted's. Um, so, well, I don't know. Is there any other news that we can whip up off the top of our heads i don't think there's any need to make stuff up man we have an overboard on a cruise ship yeah okay just so you know that never happens (laughs) like you don't accidentally fall off a cruise ship we had that conversation earlier (laughs) it's impossible i'm just saying and apple has problems with facetime turn off your facetime until they get it fixed yes it's not only yeah um they, they disabled it but you know it's not only that it's all social media right now and um what they're hearing, what they're learning, what they're taking from our phones, all the information. It's, uh, yeah. I know. You don't want to think about it, but N- no, it happens. You, it does happen. It happens more and more often, uh, more often than not, it seems. <laughs> yep. So, mm. ladies and gentlemen, this concludes. Ep- is this episode? Well, this would be 13, right? I think so, but yeah. But 13's a bad number, so we're just going to skip like 13. The elevators, it's gonna, episode right, 14. It's episode 14 <laughs> of the Grease and Glamour podcast brought to you by Universal Imports of Rochester. Universalimports.com uh, is the place where you want to go to check out our inventory, find out how we can find you your next car, how we can help you with anything service-related to your car, even if you have questions about used or new tires or any other automotive question you can think of, we'll give it to Jay. Jay will answer it wrong, and then <coughs> he'll give it to Aaron and I, I don't and we'll answer, answer it right. correctly. <laughs> There's also a link on our website, too, to the podcast. So you can just go on our website, and there's a link, or you can go directly to our, our podcast. Yep, and you can uh, subscribe. What we really want you to do is subscribe to the podcast. So whether you do it on Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, we want you to subscribe, and we would love it, and we would appreciate it if you share it with And friend. especially this one, because this is the one you want to share, because you do want to <laughs> hear Mark fall. I'm not sure. Maybe this is the one you <laughs> don't want to share. <laughs> I still feel like episode one was a pretty good one, but... 
This has all been great. It's just good you know, to be back. Thank you know, you. yeah, Jay. Uh, while you were gone, we we did talk to Charlie Craddock, who's um, who's an awesome guy here in town, who does a prayer breakfast for car dealers, and that was that was pretty interesting to talk to him about. That. Thanks, right on. And uh, in coming weeks, we I have promised this before, but it's just been a long, cold winter, and this man has been very busy doing his weather thing. But Kevin Williams, uh, who is a I'm going to say he's a local legend in the weather field here in Rochester, New York. And Absolutely. He's, he's going to be on the podcast, and that's going to be exciting because he, he deals with weather forensics. So he deals with weather in car-related. You know, they, the police talk to him about the weather situation in, in car accidents, in criminal investigations, and stuff like that. So that could be kind of cool. It'd be nice to see him again. I worked with him early, early, early on in my career, so it'd be nice to... Yeah. Catch up with him one more time. Yeah, so he'll be on. Uh, and then um, uh, Chief Sam Farina, the Fairport uh, Police Department, he's uh, he's expressed that he wants to come back on. He had so much fun last time, so we're going to find some good content to get him back on the show. And uh, anyway, uh, please share the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Mark. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jay Lawrence. Good night. Good night.